everybody, and welcome back to the Hope That Helps podcast. I'm Ramsey. And I'm Camille. We're so happy to have you here again with us. As you can see, we are in a new setting. <laughs> I have a new setup, so we're super excited about that. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships. It'll be part one of a two-part series, specifically focusing on today, singleness and dating. So I'm going to be asking Ramsey some questions, seeing what her experience has been like. Yeah, it's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited, a little bit nervous (laughs) on the dating questions, but I'll try to do my best. I'm not going to ask you like anything too crazy. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Yeah, but just to jump right in, I'd love to just hear maybe an overall experience of the different stages, specifically single parenting, single parenting kids experiencing foster care what does that look like in each stage because I know you obviously got your first daughter and you kind of settled in that then you got your son and that was again having to settle back in that so in each stage of having your kids what does dating look like what does singleness look like for you yeah so like you said there's been a lot of different kind of stages of our story so far and before I decided to become a foster parent you know I've shared before on the podcast that I really like wasn't sure if I wanted to wait until I was married or if I felt like I could do it single and um, at that point in time I just really didn't feel like I was gonna get married Um, not saying ever but I just really felt super secure in my singleness and I thought I don't see this on the horizon right now. I really wasn't seriously dating at that point. I'd come out of a serious relationship like maybe two years before. And I was just feeling really, like I said, secure and really content in being single. And I thought, you know, I can help in this space and I don't want to let my relationship status hold me back. And I've never really let my relationship status hold me back for much. So um, it wasn't any different in foster parenting, but Whenever I got into it, you know, I ended up getting my daughter, MJ, first, and there really wasn't any time for dating. Uh, We went through a really hard first year, Mm -hmm. and um, the thing I didn't really realize before is even though I wasn't, like, dating or wanting to pursue any, like, super serious relationships, I still was, like, texting people or going on a few dates or kind of just feeling it out. I was on dating apps, all that stuff, and I realized how much time that stuff really takes. Like, you don't think so because you're just swiping whenever you're bored or you're kind of texting an old fling or flame because you're bored again. (laughs) Um, And you don't really realize how much time that's taking and how much energy until you like don't have time or energy anymore (laughs) and that first year of parenting I had no time or energy and even people that I was like yeah like I enjoy the flirt I enjoy you know doing the swipe and everything it just really is not serving me well in this season and there's really no point um and I kind of felt like I was wasting my time um I was probably wasting my time before too but I had plenty of it to waste and I think whenever I got her I was like oh no Um, And I kind of tried for a little while, like, oh, maybe I'll talk to this person. Maybe I'll chat with that person. And there was just no, like, space for that in my life at that point. And then, like you said, a year later, I got my son very unexpectedly. And that was actually just after my daughter and I had gotten a pretty good groove. And um, when I got him, again, things shifted a lot. I did try to date someone after that for several months, and it went okay. But, again, it was just, like, so time-consuming 
to think about three people all the time. You know, I have two kiddos and then now on top of that, you're putting in another person and I just don't think I was ready yet. Um, I was still trying to figure out how to manage two children instead of one. And it really just came to the point where I was like, my, you know, when that kind of ended, I was like, I need to focus all the energy that I was focusing into that relationship, into home and into our relationships there. And I want our home to thrive. I feel like for the first two years in foster care, we were just kind of surviving. <laughs> and I could sense that we were getting to a place of thriving. And I think that made me think like, oh, then I should jump back into all of these other things I want to do. But it just wasn't time yet. It was like, hey, work on your home and your family and get that really stable and secure. And then we'll think about dating later. So, um, yeah, after that, I just kind of reallocated my time and I've spent the last year or a little bit over a year now, just really focused on being at home, enjoying being a mom, enjoying being single. I really have felt again, super secure in being single and found the joy in it and found the joy in, in parenting. Um, cause again, the first couple of years I I love my kids, but I wouldn't say there was like a lot of joy in our home because again, uh, our situation is very different and unique. And so um, there are a lot of challenges with that. And I, I feel like this year we've just gotten to enjoy each other. And I went through adoption in June. I adopted my kids. And so just in preparing for that, I was like, there again is not really a space to, to date. And I didn't really want to, I was enjoying kind of the phase we've been in, but for the past like month or so, I've been like, maybe it's time to get back out there. Now that we are at a place where we're just feeling super stable at home and, you know, kind of have our routine down better with two kids and me, um, there might be space to add someone else into that. Uh, definitely eventually, maybe now. It's kind of crazy to say that. <laughs> yeah. So within those seasons, do you think that you kind of didn't have time to think about wanting that like did did the contentment of being single come naturally for you or was that something that you had to work on or was it something you just didn't even really have time to think about it just <laughs> there was no room to even think oh I really wish I had someone here or you know were you good <laughs> yeah I think that for me um my natural bend is like to independence and so yeah. uh, it's a little bit of everything but I think that Growing up, I was just super independent. I'm a girl's girl. Um, I just had fun with like friends, like even through high school and college, like dating was just never my focus. It was always something I desired, but it was never something that I was going to put energy towards whenever I felt like I could put energy towards all these other things, right? Like getting into school and building my career and all my friends and church. And yeah, it almost just didn't fit for a while of just like, there's so many other things that make my life so full. That I didn't feel a need for it doesn't mean I didn't feel a desire for it, but I didn't feel like I needed a partner to elevate my life in any way. I just felt super, yeah, content with kind of the things I've had going on. Now that's been like a very ebb and flow, mountaintop valley type of journey. I feel like anybody who's single goes through that. Like they go through times where they're like, oh. I love being single. It's the most fun thing in the world. And there's days where you're like, I hate being single. It's the least fun thing in the world. Um, and in parenting too, it's been like that, like, oh, well, sure. It would be nice to have a partner. And so it is a journey. It's not like I'm just always feeling super independent. Like I never want to be with someone. I think that actually that 
is sometimes an assumption people make about me. Like, oh, well, if you adopted kids single, if you're willing to do all this single, then you must just not want a partner. And that's not true at all. Or you might not value having a partner or uh, anything like that. And that's not true. I definitely desire it. I definitely respect and value marriage and in serious relationships. I just felt so okay without them. And I think that's a good place to be because, you know, I can walk into most situations and feel super comfortable about being alone. And I think the one thing I've realized too is that being single doesn't mean that you're alone. And that's something I've been very blessed to experience. And so I never felt like I needed somebody because I have people. I have so much love in my life. I have so much joy in my life. I experience so much in my life um, without a partner that I know one day that partner is going to add even more of that. That's super exciting. But it wasn't something that I just felt like, oh, I need this person or I'm going to fall apart or life's not going to be any fun. My life felt so full. Um, and then part of it being so full, especially with parenting is that, yeah, the time to think about it in some seasons just hasn't been there either or the time to put into it. Like I said earlier, hasn't really been there, but yeah, contentment is something you all, I think anybody always works on in, in a lot of different areas. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just not a need now that it's a want and, um, I'm just excited to see where the next season goes. Like I said, I feel like I'm kind of entering that lover girl era where I'm like <laughs> excited to do all the dating things, um, which is new for me. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of girls out there and there's nothing wrong with this who have like desired that storybook, you know, fairy tale ending from day one of their life. And like all they want is to be married and to have kiddos and to do this whole like you know, very picturesque um, version of dating and marriage. And they want that timeline to be exactly right. And there is nothing wrong with that. That has just never been me. And I'm learning to be okay with that. That's never been me. And that I I am doing things very unconventional, untraditional way. And there has been sometimes where I've had to learn contentment in that aspect of it and what other people expect of me, um, especially growing up in church and growing up in these communities where there is kind of a plan that everyone has of what that looks like. I kind of ruined the plan and said, yeah. I'm going a little bit backwards. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. And I've had to stand really firm in that. I think that's been the hardest part is standing firm in that when other people don't understand unconventionality of it yeah I think just seeing how content you've been able to be has been inspiring for me too I think for me I am the type of person I I did get married really young I did start that part of my life um quickly (laughs) so I didn't really experience that part of you know desiring to have a husband because I got there pretty quickly however I have desired to have kids and that has not come as quickly as I wanted it to. So I think for me, that's kind of the part where I'm having to figure out um, being content in a season where I I just don't have any control, you know, (laughs) and I think that that's really hard. And I, I say all that to say it's really encouraging to see you think outside the box, you know, to not necessarily, um, follow the status quo 
nothing necessarily wrong with the status quo. I think it's just good to realize that things don't always go how you plan them to Mm -hmm. all the time. You know, we've talked about that in past episodes, you know, um, but yeah, I think it's just encouraging to see you do that, um, to see you take your life, take, take a look at your life and see what you can do outside of the stereotypical timeline of things, Yeah, you know? And I think everyone struggles with that in different ways too. Like you were saying, like, there is such a pressure sometimes of the timeline and of the picture perfect. And it's like, my life has gone <laughs> absolutely nothing like that. But I had to come to a point where I was like, if I, if marriage is not in the cards for me, if I never get married, am I okay with doing some of these things mm-hmm. alone? And like I said, I felt, never felt alone. I've just felt single. Yeah. And that has helped me to be like, my life is so full. I'm not alone. Yeah. I have so many people around me now. Is a romantic relationship different? Of course. And of course there's still desires there, but I just, yeah, I think I feel encouraged too. I just like, okay. My life is, is so full. It's not empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does sometimes take encouraging yourself and being like, oh, I have to really seek out <laughs> and figure out where my needs are being met in some of these areas. That's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I'm turning a corner yeah. and being really open to dating. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so to go kind of into um, you talking about being more open to dating, how has that looked, you know, choosing a partner, potential, uh, you know, I guess potential spouse, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that looked? Setting up boundaries, you know, being a little more picky. You know, you're not only a single parent, you're a single parent to children that have a lot of trauma that need extra care and extra attention. Um, how has that looked? Just like, you know, <laughs> like you're trying to decide, is this person good for my family? And then also that dating process, you know? Yeah. So I've only dated a few people, like I said, since being a foster parent, but I, I've dipped my toes a little bit. So I know a little bit about kind of how I want to do it and the different challenges of it. I would say that um, it is definitely what you were hinting at set boundaries for me that I would not have set for myself in terms of how I spend my time and my energy and things that I'm willing to put up with and things I'm not willing to put up with. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have kids, there's just a different level of protection for them and for yourself. And, you know, I think you go into things with a much more serious mindset, things that I might've allowed before I don't allow anymore. Um, And I think that's been good for me. I think it's been hard for me, especially coming out of a season where I was in, you know, numerous casual relationships where I was like, maybe it'll go somewhere. Maybe it won't. I don't can't really afford to do that anymore, both for myself and my kids. Um, Something that we've talked about is that I um, because my kids have experienced things in foster care and, you know, changing homes and changing environments so frequently Something that I really want to make sure that I don't do is bring people in and out of their life that are not going to stay. I think they've had enough of that. And I think if I can help it, one thing that I really want to do is make sure that any relationship I'm in, whether that's friendships, any type of relationship, um, if it comes, I don't want it to go um, super quickly or um, be a heartbreaking experience for them. And so typically how dating works in our household 
is if I bring somebody in and I've, I've been dating them for a while, we typically have a three to six month rule in our house. So I don't introduce my kids to somebody that I have not known really well for almost six months. Um, now that may change if I'm like dating someone who I've known for a long time. Like maybe there's a friend that's developed into like more of a relationship then I may introduce them. Or if they're already in community with that person, like if it's someone from church that they see every week or from school or whatever, these are just examples, but, um, then I may like, they may already know them or I might introduce them to them earlier if I know that person really well. But if I don't know them at all and I'm like dating someone that is brand new to me, then they're going to be, you know, well invented by me before they ever meet my kiddos. But when they come in, you know, I always introduce them as a friend. We keep it very friendly. There's like no PDA or like announcing, Hey, this is mommy's boyfriend. Like this could be a potential husband or dad. Like we don't ever talk in terms like that again, because it's not just like heartbreaking for me. If we break up, is then heartbreaking for them. And that's true whether I introduce them as a friend or not. Like for people to come and go from their life can be very traumatic for them. And so I try to be really careful about that. And then obviously I want them to be safe as well. So I don't bring anyone into our home that I don't know super well. And I don't bring them into our home really anyway. (laughs) You know, if they're meeting my kids, we're going out somewhere, we're doing something as a group. Um, and that takes a long time too. I haven't gotten to a stage where somebody's like been in our home frequently with our family or anything like that. Um, so I can't speak really specifically to it, but that's kind of how we've set boundaries in our house for the kids meeting them. Because again, it's just really important. And that's important for any single parent. I know more so kids with trauma, but if you're a single parent and you're dating, like you really got to protect your kids at all costs. And sometimes that looks like putting up a lot of walls and boundaries at the beginning of dating. One thing that people ask about a lot is if I tell people that I'm a single foster parent, like whenever they ask me on a date or something like that, or like on dating apps. Oh yeah. Um, I don't put that I am a, single parent on dating apps because I think that's a dangerous place to sure kind of you know advertise that you have kids in your home um because I don't know any of those people so I don't do that on dating apps because uh, there are a lot of weird people out here in the world yeah. um <laughs> most of the internet however <laughs> knows that I'm a single foster parent because that's what my entire platform is built off of so actually I'm very not skeptical but I am critical and think critically about people who do reach out to me from Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, because they do know Mm. that I'm a parent and I don't put a lot of content of my kids out there in the world. But again, some people are weird and we want to think that's not going to happen. But I mean, if I was, (laughs) it does. Yeah. And if I was looking to take advantage of a situation, right. That would be the first place I went. I'm sure that there are people out there advertising all types of things on dating apps and I'm just not going to do that. So I don't do that, but I do tell them if I go on a date with somebody or, you know, I'm getting into a talking stage with somebody far enough, I'll let them know. Well, because that's such a huge part of your life. It's right. like it's, it's almost, almost impossible not yeah. to let them know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would almost be hiding something if you didn't say it pretty soon into 
you know, right. talking to someone. And I think like if they're pushing you to meet your kids, that's a red flag. Yeah. So like everybody that I've ever had that conversation with has never been like, and I've said like, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with that yet. Like I'm going to wait a while. Like I would love to continue dating you, but my family is something that I'm going to kind of withhold from hanging out with them until, mm -hmm. you know, we get to a certain point. No one has ever fought me on that. Yeah. And I think if they're fighting you on that or if they're like really pressuring you to meet your kids. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. It's a red flag for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, do you think MJ knows? Because I feel like girls just kind of have a sixth sense about boys. <laughs> She's like, oh, you said that was your friend. but <laughs> <laughs> I think she knows more now. Um, I think she knows more now. It's funny, though, because... She tries to set me up with everybody, literally anyone. She's hilarious. She's always trying <laughs> to find see. me a man. I she is doing that. She is so funny. She's she's like, are you single? My mom's single. Like she is always trying to find me a man. But um, <laughs> there will be people that I'm around or am good friends with, and she'll be like, are they married? Do you like them? Do they like you? Even when we're out somewhere and someone's like flirting with me, <laughs> she'll be like mommy does that guy have a crush on you or if someone's just being really nice like let's say a waiter somebody's being like super friendly she's like hmm like <laughs> she always has her guard up like she's thinking like is yeah is that person trying to hit on my mom that's hilarious i can <laughs> so see so her doing funny. that <laughs> yeah she's hilarious and then my son he doesn't really notice very much but there have been a couple of times where he's like do you want to marry them? And I'm like, no. I can literally be talking to my friend's husband and he'll be like, right. Are you guys going to get married? And I'm like, no, but he's still super little. So right. he doesn't really understand all of that. He right. sees a guy that looks my age and suddenly we're married in his mind. So they do do a little bit of that. But um, no, no. Like I said, I don't like them to be super involved about conversations in my dating just because I don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Feels weird to me. Yeah. No, that totally makes <laughs> I'm sense. I'm sure as they get older, that'll probably change. Sure. And they'll have more opinions. Right. Um, right. But <laughs> maybe that we, maybe you won't get there. I hope so, honestly, <laughs> because I'm like, my kids are going to be hard yeah. on these dudes. So I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> dad comes along. Yeah. <laughs> soon. <I'm> kind <laughs> of nervous um, because definitely my daughter especially is a firecracker yeah and i'm like oh man we get into those teenage years and i'm trying to date that's gonna be rough so yeah hopefully we don't hopefully he arrives before that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so whenever it comes to parenting how has that been parenting single because you don't have someone to like i think that could be a a good thing or a bad thing like you could look at it like you get to make all the decisions and you don't have to like mm -hmm. you know come together with someone but also you get to make all the decisions and you don't have to you can't lean on anybody else like how has that yeah. been it definitely has its strengths and its challenges like anything yeah. in life I think um probably the I guess good part about it I hate that we're using the word right I don't mean it the, that way you know yeah what I mean. the um part that may, is maybe a little bit easier about it is that yeah I'm kind of doing things the way that I would do them and again sometimes that's good sometimes it's fun because sometimes I don't have somebody um to hold me accountable and be like hey 
maybe you should do a better job in this area or that area. Um, but I do get kind of autonomy over my family. I think that is going to be hard in dating later because I have been so used to kind of my style of parenting. And so, um, yeah, I have one parenting style and I'm one person, so I don't have to ask anybody about it. And I think it works for us. I think we've developed something that works for us. But like you said, you don't have the other person to lean on. And sometimes that can be hard. Um, I mean, I do everything by myself and people are asking all the time, like, how do you do this? And, and I think something just kicks in when you're a parent, Mm. just like being a biological parent, I think even in foster care and adoption something just kicks in and you're like I have to do whatever I have to do for my family right and there's been so many moments where I'm like I as one person could not possibly do all of this how am I going to get it done and something just kicks in in you that's like okay it's go time like you just have to make a decision you just have to get it done and that can be a lot of pressure sometimes it's been really hard because I am shouldering the weight not just the logistical weight like I think a lot of people ask about schedules and how you get people here from there and you just have to do what you have to do but even the emotional weight and the weight of trauma and all these other things that we're dealing with also only falls on me yeah and I'm a little bit outnumbered in our home it's two to one and so sometimes that can be really heavy and that is the downside. And in the logistical ways, there's a downside to like not having somebody else who's obligated. Right. Um, I'm like, oh man, I'm the only one obligated. Even though I have a lot of people around me, it's like, mm-hmm. it's all on me mm-hmm. all the time. And that can be a heavy weight to carry. But that being said, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, don't you just want a partner? Can't you just get a partner? Like basically alluding to the fact that if I had a partner right now, my life would be 10 times easier. But the thing for me is like, I want a partner that is going to be 100% in this with me and be able to handle this with me and have the right person for our family. Um, And I'm willing to wait for that. If I had a partner that was not on my team in this, it would be three to one instead of two to two. And so I'm looking for a two to two. I'm not looking for a three to one. Uh, and I want someone who's going to be in this 100% with me and I don't want to be with the wrong person or it's just going to be even more weight on me. And so I'm willing to wait. And I think that's what's honestly helped me have some security in this season is knowing one, I don't think it's going to be forever that I'm going to be single parenting. Even if it is though, two, it's better than being with somebody that's not right for us. Yeah, um, for sure. And I'm okay with that. I would yeah. much rather be on my own. And I know now that I can do it on my own. There have definitely been points though where I was like, no, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I, I, maybe I made the wrong decision, but I also had a lot of insecurities because my daughter came to me from a home, a two parent home before me. And I compared myself a lot to things that they were able to do and maybe some ways that they were able to parent that I haven't been. Uh, And that was hard too. I was comparing myself. And then whenever the decision came to adopt too, it's like, well, you know, I'm sure there's a two parent home out there that would love to have these kids. Is that going to be better for them than me? And that's a heavy question. Um, And I have had some insecurities about my capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, Not none of those insecurities come from a fact of like they love them more than me or I don't love them or I don't want to care for them. It's not about the desire to love them or care for them. It's about 
the literal capacity I have in myself. But I will say as a person of faith, like I have prayed time and time again, broken down, (laughs) you know, and said, God, I need you to increase my capacity or I'm not going to be able to do this. And every single time I feel like it's been increased and I've been able to handle way more alone than I ever thought I could. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I loved hearing about your experience being single, being a single parent, you know, your dating experience. Um, If there's anything that you could give to our listeners as a last encouragement for this episode, not only single parenting, but also just being in the dating world. Um, I think the dating world is a little tricky these days. (laughs) (laughs) So if there's any other encouragement you could give to our listeners, what would it be? Yeah, so something I always in my personal YouTube and TikTok channels with is the phrase, a single person can make a difference. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's something I truly believe. And it's something that I've grown to believe. Uh, I didn't always believe that. Like I said, it took a little bit of time for me to feel super secure in that. But just know that if you are just one person, you can still make change in whatever area you feel passionate about, regardless of your relationship status. And so I would pray that any of you out there that are listening who feel passionate about something, who feel called to do something, that you would feel empowered, that you would feel valuable, that you would have a community around you that supports you in that and doesn't see your singleness as a burden but instead a superpower and so I hope that you guys leave here feeling like that and if you need any extra encouragement you can reach out to me that's something I'm super passionate about and maybe that means that it's the boldness to step into dating or be open to a relationship maybe you're like I was and you're not open to it right now because it takes vulnerability and it's hard or you're independent I would say be open and be secure in yourself to know that no matter what your relationship status is, you can make a difference. Thanks so much for being here. We loved having you. We will be back next week with a new episode. Yeah. And until then, you can find us on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Hope That Helps Pod. Yeah. And we love getting your questions in. If you have questions, we'll be answering them every episode. You can email those at Hope That Helps Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We're going to give a special thank you really quick to our production team, Zach Grimes and Eric Pardo. Woo-hoo. Well, Hope that helps. <laughs>